Yeah, I kind of went in on the level of research I was doing to understand what was going on. As far as? The situation with Justin and her dad. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because this episode, we get a lot of him talking about, like, flaws and mistakes Mm-hmm. and shit and he's clearly upset at something that happened that has screwed them over royally mm-hmm. so I looked it up and when they're talking about the nerd farm mm-hmm. Faraday goes oh the Los Alamos National Laboratory I looked it up that's a real place I would hope so <laughs> no sometimes you know they make yeah, things no, up for no, TV shows true but I feel like when it comes to sciencey stuff like, they try to pull from as much of reality as they can. Like, if they have to make something up, then they have to make it make sense to whatever. Unless it's, like, a future yeah, futuristic thing. Well, that's the thing. So, I think that they're, like, building up to something mm-hmm. because I'm paying attention to those sort of details. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, the Los Alamos... Uh, so that's what 25A is, Los Alamos National La- Laboratory. It's a real place. It's in the U.S. Department of Energy, and it's the one of the largest scientific institutions in the world, and it was started during World War II as part of the Manhattan Project. So he was recruited and sponsored by the United States government to come over to America to work at this place for the government, which means he has, that's why she was on the phone talking, saying alien of extraordinary abilities. Because other, like, when I was looking, I was curious, I'm like, I wonder what it is that he has. What's the sickness that he has? I was Mm -hmm. curious about that. So I went looking up to see if anybody had written what it was, or if maybe the writers had said it or whatever. And nobody says it. They say, you know, arthritic or they say uh, a degenerative disease nobody says what it is that he has Mm. but the one thing that I kept seeing in all of the articles was that like they're saying that her that her father is an illegal immigrant or that he's possibly an illegal immigrant and I'm like Mm. no he's not Um, (laughs) no but that's the thing that's what I looked up so Aliens of Extraordinary Abilities, Employment-Based Immigration, which is an EB1A. It's Achievement-Based Opportunity for a Green Card. So if he was sponsored and he came over with a green card, yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean he has a green card. He's being sponsored to possibly get a green card. No, it means he would have that already because that was years ago and he worked for them for years. And not only just him, she worked there too. And she's an American citizen, but he's not. That's the thing. But I can tell you from people that I know who are actively and people I've known in the past from overseas who come here on something, not necessarily like this, but come on a work visa and stuff like that. So that no, there's they a could... difference between a green card and a visa, though, because there is an EB2A and that would be a visa. But I'm saying they're working towards getting a green card and getting all that information. Mm-hmm. And until they have it, they they're still illegal immigrants. They're not. But there's nothing that's leading us to say that he's illegal other than the fact that, like, 
the CIA. It's interesting that they're giving us a CIA agent because mm-hmm. no no other thing has given us the perspective of the CIA agents who are tracking the alien, which is mm-hmm. an interesting thing. And they just show him to be one of just the most horrible people ever on top mm-hmm. of just being an absolute asshole. He's part of the CIA who handles immigrating people out of the... Yeah, yeah. yeah that's basically what I'm getting to is like... Right. Like we said the last episode, we're going to have you come in. We're going to use you for what we need you for. And then you going to go, bye. Thank you for your participation. But I just think it has. Okay. So because she worked there too, and she's an American citizen. Mm-hmm. It's not about her citizenship. So he must have come here. Yeah. Before she was born. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's been in America for a minute. Is that yes? And worked for them for a long time. Yeah, and that's the thing. So he would have been there for long enough, and it's a it's a classification used for USCIS for individuals who can demonstrate exceptional talent or professional achievement in one or the number of specialized fields. Blah 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. This is you know you are so fucking good at what you do over in your country. We're gonna say hey, come over here to our country and do that. Right. We've we've been doing that. <clears throat> all over the for everything for sports for everything right so that makes sense that's fine but like but it's the idea of when you are no longer used to us or no longer a use for us but the way he's talking in the episode makes me think that something like a thing happened clearly yeah and Absolutely. it fucked them over because they had to defend her for something. Um, and that's why they... I they, feel like it's two two parts of it. One, they, they had to... Either something happened. Because, yeah, even though she was at MIT or whatever, she already had this job. That MIT thing was like an additional thing, like a, like a, a program or whatever. She's already like working at this place with her father as... Like, she's one of the top in her field as well. I don't think she was working with her father. She did. It was, that's what I'm saying. Like, I took, I backed it up and was, it was so important that I was writing down everything that was saying. Right when they pull in, you see it's like Tinkertown. Mm -hmm. And they pull into the house. Mm -hmm. And they're all talking. They're getting out. and, And she goes, oh, yeah, granddad used to make all of these things. And then she's talking about the nerd farm. And that's when I started like like one line at a time writing everything down. And I realized, so one, she refers to her grandfather, grandfather as a, a, a worker bee or something like that. And that was interesting because drones, like he, Faraday is a drone. And a drone is the word for a male bee in a colony, which is a worker bee. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's going to be some kind of like weird underlying theme about like bees or something uh, or worker bees. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I thought that was it interesting um, because you think about it. Uh, Newton was sent to the planet to save a colony, basically. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it could have been one of those things where it's the queen or Whoever, whoever is, you know, at the top of the hierarchy being like, okay, we're sending you to go get this information, da da da, da bring it back. Well, no, he's an adept, where Faraday is a drone. That's the difference. A- adepts are people who are highly skilled and highly proficient in their thing. Drones are just the people who, the, the workers. 
basically. Just like the people who carry out the everyday shit that need to be done. Like a worker bee. Right. Right. Oh, I thought you were talking about Faraday. I'm sorry. No. I thought you were talking about Newton. When they send Newton down just to get it all done, I was just like... Yeah, no, because they send Newton to gather information yeah. to come back so that way they can... Well, yeah, they want right. they wanted him to be able to bring water back, yeah. which I'm like, how the hell is he going to bring water back enough for a whole damn like yeah. world? Because I was going to say a worker can't do that. Like right. you need someone who's obviously skilled and knows what they're doing mm-hmm. to go do that and bring it back. But obviously he didn't go back, so they're like, okay, you was basically his prodigy or whatever. Yeah. So we're sending you. But when they get out of the car and and she goes, you know, she said something about the nerd farm and then he said nerd farm and he for some reason, I don't remember why, but he knew that that was Los Alamos National Laboratory because it's a bunch of people who who are obsessed with that stuff. So, yeah. And then they then he says, like, she worked there, too. Mm -hmm. And then that's why. But they could have worked there at two different times. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not 100% sure that they worked there together. Maybe, like, that could be an easy reason of why she was able to work there because her father worked there before she did. Or got her a job there while he was working there. Yeah, but I don't think they would have worked necessarily together. See, I think it's it, they work. They were both working there. Something happened. He defended her. Something did not go the way they needed, and they both lost their job because the benefits of working at a place like this include long-term care, which is what he needs right now. Yeah. Which means they would have been fired and no longer been able to receive any of their benefits. Either or one of something them. happened to him to have him have this. Um, I want to say the disease, but I feel like that's wrong. Um, Whatever condition that he has, something happened to cause him to have that condition. Yes. And they probably didn't want, like, didn't believe whatever they were working on caused it or whatever, Mm. which could in turn have him lose his job, possibly get fired. Because if you get fired, you lose your benefits. Well, the thing is, is that when I was looking up all of the different things that you can tell from what you see is like his hands, his hands are completely folded in on themselves. Yeah. He doesn't have that good of an ability to walk clearly because she's wheeling him, Um, you know, fatigued. He needs medicine and he's doing physical therapy, which is like the least of what they can afford. You know what I'm saying? That's what they can afford. Putting it all together, I figured it. I think it it's called, oh my God, it's so hard to say, De, Depoitrin's contracture. It's Depoitrin's disease. It's an abnormal thickening of the skin in the palm of your hands at the base of your fingers. And it thickens and it develops into this hard lump and this hard band. And over time, it causes all your one or more of your fingers to curl in and pull sideways. And then this also, um, it slowly affects the rest of your body too not on like a major thing it's mostly just your hands but it it causes fatigue it 
doubles your ability to get cancer. There's like all of this stuff that comes with it and radiation, like low dose radiation therapy on the directly affected area is one of the like not as well used treatments for this. And the thing is, is that Faraday when you go back to it, it's like uh, there's a reason why they have him go to the airport. It's so that he can react to the radiation. And you know, he's like, is there radiation in the building? So you see how badly he reacts to it. But you see what screens look like when he's reacting to radiation. And at the end of the episode, when he's walking into the room and he goes and he touches Josiah's hands he gets that same sort of and the screen reacts and everything with radiation. So I thought that on top of that, like either that's one of two things, either Josiah's had radiation therapy or that's some sort of radiation that's gotten into him that caused him to have whatever sickness, which is exactly what you're saying. Right. And I was like, it's it's one of those things. So I was kind yeah. of coming around to the same exact yeah. thing that you're just saying. Okay. All right, let's start this episode. Okay. We just start talking. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to like, like fill we you start, in yeah, on no. all of like the deep the the friggin rabbit hole i went oh down oh my god <laughs> researching the episode <laughs> we uh, have of five, like five the, pages the of department notes. of energy benefits package and like <laughs> five pages of notes brought to you by amanda doing her deep dive into this episode <laughs> all right Oh, what's up, weirdos? This is Janae. I'm Amanda, and together we are Girls, Girls Go, Go Books Deep. Deep. We take deep dives into the fantasy and science fiction content you love most. Today, we're talking about episode two of The Man Who Fell to Earth on Showtime, starring Chuyatel Ejiofor and Naomi Harris, featuring Bill Nighy, Jimmy Simpson, and Clark Peters. So hit that uh, subscribe button. Like button. Like button. Any hearts. Whatever is on the whatever screen. Whatever is in front of you. <laughs> and stay tuned. Hey, so great to be here with you. Thank you for joining Girls Go Books Deep. I'm Janae. I'm Amanda. We're two childhood best friends who love to discuss fantasy, science fiction, TV shows, and movies based on literature, graphic novels, and comics. Follow us on Twitter at GG underscore Books Deep to stay up to date with what we're reading and watching. Now, on with the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the conversation today. Amanda and I are currently watching The Man Who Fell to Earth and discussing episode two, unwashed and somewhat slightly dazed. Okay. Definitely slightly dazed throughout (laughs) this episode. (laughs) It was definitely an interesting episode that has, I think, really laid out the themes for the entire series. Mm-hmm. as well as like what you should be looking for yeah i think we got a lot of information in this episode that is definitely going to set up some future challenges for our characters as well as some information that could uh spark some creativity later on in this season 
as far as what are they getting up to? How are they going to take the company back? And if it even matters. Yeah, if it even matters. So the main mysteries, I feel, that are at least showing up in the beginning are, one, does Newton actually want to help the Antheans after all? Or is this all just a play for something much pettier? Um, no, he doesn't want to help them, and he is petty as fuck. <laughs> like, that is where I stand on those questions. Okay. Uh, the other one is, you know, what exactly happened to Justin and her fam- and her family to get them into the situation that they're in right now? Like, what happened? Yeah, that's a really good, good question, which we got some information um, just from Faraday kind of hanging out with them for an afternoon. Yeah. We definitely got a load, tons load of information about that. But those are definitely the questions that you're going to be having in this episode. And the very last one, I think, and it it comes right back to the very beginning of the episode, which is what we're going to dive into. But so in the in the beginning, when so it picks up right where we left off. Which is Justin, like, chasing after uh, Faraday as yeah. he runs into I this. I love when episodes do that. True. Because, you know, sometimes you don't watch these episodes again. So you, you kind of forget where it left off. And they literally pick up with her driving the pickup truck back towards this tornado to pick him up. And he's just chilling in the tornado, yeah. talking to Newton. Yeah. Yeah. And they're in like a a dream state, like this weird Mm -hmm. connective mind dream Mm -hmm. state. Right. And they're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where he's introduced to his, basically his main goal, his his adept that he hasn't heard from in such a long time to the point where people were so upset. That that they thought he was Voldemort. Basically, he is he who must not be named mm-hmm. on Anthea now. Like, yep. fuck that guy. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because that was such a weird scene. I mm. didn't know how to feel about it because at one point he's kind of sad when he finds out that, you know. But then he rolls over with that evil ass smile right. on his face and yeah. that's why i'm like he's like there's so few of them left fuck them yeah basically like right the whole like it seems like he's crying because there's so few left and then all of a sudden homie just starts laughing like the joker and you're just like okay you drunk right now he's he's an abs he's an alcoholic to the 10th right. degree yes like drinking yes. gin out of the bottle so you know he was lit yeah so I can't. You can only. <laughs> <laughs> you can only imagine. You can only take what he says so far, but he is a genius. He is emotional at the idea that there's only a few thousand of his kind left. Right. Because I don't think he expected that. Yeah. Like, part of me feels like he thought they would be okay. Either he thought they would be okay, or he thought that they were gone. So he was... It's like, you you accept that, like, okay, I I didn't return. The, the joke is probably gone. Yeah, it's, I it, will accept that. And then a homie shows up, and you're like, okay, 
Well, no, he sent for him. True, but just because you sent for someone doesn't mean they're going to come. He sent for him 40 years ago. So. Exactly. That's true. But the thing is, it's like, it's like something that you know already in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. But when you're finally presented with the proof of it mm-hmm. in your face. Right. Ouch. Because I almost wonder, like, because it took 40 years for him to get there, he probably gave up at a certain point. Oh, yeah. So it, it makes it makes sense. He's been drowning himself in alcohol for yeah. years. Alcohol and self-pity. That's why it's like, okay, you just fa- you already feel like he's jaded. Like the number one thing I had to say about the character as I'm watching this is like it's extremely jaded like ridiculously jaded Mm -hmm. then you find out that there's almost nobody left there's a small amount of people the thing is is that he he does tell him he wants off of this planet yeah that he wants to go home with us but is that a ploy to get the drone to do what you want it could be a little bit of both because even towards the end of the conversation he tells him he's like you have to let them in a little bit and i think with him he let us in too much oh yeah so it affected him in a way that he was not prepared for so he's like you need to let them in just a little bit because you need to learn from them you need to know basically how to manipulate them and you won't be able to do that unless you allow them in so you can see how they operate so i definitely do think he wants to he either wants to rule this world or get off of it. Some that's the and that's what the third mystery is basically. Mm-hmm. It's like what is his true motivations? Right. At the end of the story basically. Yeah. Yes. And we won't really know until later. We I, yeah, it's one of those great setups is like you you kind of have an idea. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. But you really don't know. So it's going to keep your interest because you're trying to figure out what are you up to? Now, there's also something, a direct quote from this scene where he's in there that has me thinking of a different theory. Mm. Might be me putting on a little tinfoil. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know if we want to hold on to that for when we're at that point or if we want to lay it out I now. Lay it out now. Because okay. then if you're right, you called it. <laughs> If it goes a little left, oh, it was fun while it lasted. Okay. So, in the beginning of the episode, when he's saying, you know, we're in dreams. They call them dreams here. And then he's talking. He goes, uh, so, I held them at bay for a few years here. But when I wore down, they broke through. It became very difficult to know when I was dreaming and when I wasn't. Right? And that's... uh, to me, that's very interesting language to use for someone who is an alien who's also always drunk and incredibly angry and bitter. We also later, through the CIA agent, uh, which is, I think, something Clay Spencer Clay? Yes. I yes, Spencer Clay. I immediately hated him. Oh, my God. <laughs> the worst I, lo- I love that actor yes. because he... he- Yes. He always knows his assignment, and Ooh. he did not disappoint. <laughs> like, the moment I saw his face, I was like, ugh. I'm really going to love hating you. Right. right. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So, later on, when Spencer Clay is in the woods after, you know, 
he's met the crazy man. So so he's met up with that woman. I'm not quite sure who she is just yet. I feel like she's some type of mentory person. Definitely, but I don't know who she is within the CIA or something like that. Oh, like, she's somebody important to be cool. able to pull him and be like, I need you to go do this. Yeah, right. So can we, okay, um, not to sidetrack you, mm-hmm. but I was going to say, can we talk about that scene <laughs> with the waitress? Cause it was horrible. It was, it was so well done because it makes your fucking skin crawl off I your body. I was like... Maybe I'm watching too much Moon Knight, but are you showing signs of... And then I realized, I was like, no, he's doing that on purpose. Oh, yeah. He's enjoying it. They both are. Okay. I know. Okay. We know who you are. Right. And I'm not even going to say it because I want you to go watch it. And get the creepy Carlys (laughs) all over your body. Because if this is you, then please go fuck yourself. (laughs) Because there are these people in the world. And if this Bro. is you, please kindly go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. Anyway, back to your point. Okay. <laughs> so she gives him the information. She gives him that file saying that the last time this. So when Faraday and Newton are in the tornado, a signal is found mm-hmm. and it's communicating. And they clearly can tell that two signals are communicating back right. and forth Which in that them. location. It's mm-hmm. them talking, mm-hmm. but they don't know like who and what and what's going on. But they know that it's the same signal that came out 40 years ago, which was Newton giving the signal out to Faraday to say, hey, come here. Mm-hmm. Right. So she gives the file to him and she says that the only person who's still alive from the whole thing from when Newton was originally taken by the CIA in the movie, when you see him being experimented on and when his when when we were originally in last episode talking about the contacts and everything with his eyes, um, all of that stuff that's in this file that's being given to Spencer Clay. Right. And there's only one person out of everybody that has to do with that uh storyline within the movie everyone is dead except for one doctor yeah which i thought was very shady interesting mm-hmm. they're interesting i'm like yo one person is still alive you sure you want to touch that file homie right so after you see them in the tornado and they're talking and he's giving him the lowdown on, okay, this is what I need you to do. This is what we're going to do. He gets him to like calm down for a second and he has a, he has a butterfly on his finger and he lets it go off and it's specifically colored like blue on the inside with yellow and orange and stuff on the outside of it. It's a very specific looking Mm -hmm. butterfly. So when they're in the woods Mm. where this old last surviving crazy man is you see that exact butterfly in the woods and spencer clay's walking by and kills the butterfly which you see he's just the worst he's the worst it's so funny because i see him do this and i was like you finna get hurt (laughs) so bad right who kills a butterfly right like who kills a butterfly whoever wrote that scene was making a statement clearly like that's how you make the statements about characters but there was two statements being made in mm-hmm. that scene mm-hmm. right 
when Spencer Clay, he gets to the house that he's looking for, for this like old man who's left there, he gets knocked out and he wakes up and he's like uh, duct taped to a chair and shit. And he's been knocked out and the old man is fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. And he's clearly been in the woods by himself for a really long time. Way too long. (laughs) And he's going on and on about how they did a horrible thing and it's their fault and he's the last one alive and everyone's dead don't you realize and <laughs> uh and we make he's a psychopath now he's crazy we took his eyes we did oh, that to him what they're talking about newton exactly so that makes me think that newton newton is about to get his fucking revenge with these with this guy or all more than one of them. I don't know, but I think he's fucking with this guy in his dreams, making him go crazy to the point where he's like out in the middle of the woods, psychopath by himself. I would not be surprised. Because I feel like that butterfly is telling you that Newton is in the woods with them right now. I Newton would not knows what's be going on. Because even if, like, if they. This is another reference from the movie because you think about when he was meeting the I'm not going to remember the guy's name. Sorry guys. He Bryce? Was it Bryce the scientist who came there to help them who build the thing? Was suspicious about yeah, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh, you'll meet Mr. Newton tomorrow whatever." And then homie just showed up on the bridge and then disappeared. Mhm. And then the next day he gets in the car and he's like, "We've met." And Newton's like, "Have we?" I was like, you shady bastard. He's, yeah. And yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I, and that's a, a nice little reference. That's what I mean. A nice exactly. little hint. Like, if you know, you know. But if you don't know, ooh, you're about to find out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. I think that he may not even realize that he's doing it. Um, Because it's, it's possible. drunk dreams. It's possible or he, he, it's like subconsciously doing it in dreams when he's like passed out shit face drunk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I was if about he to can say. meet up with Faraday in his dreams, who says that he can't meet up with other people in their right. dreams because he's an Anthean or is this yeah. only two Antheans who can link up in brains no. like that? But not exactly. I don't think so. Because it, it would make sense what he's saying that he can't tell dreams from reality because dreams are so vivid that you only realize that you're dreaming once you wake up exactly so it makes sense and i also feel like he probably knows this because why wouldn't he test that theory hmm hmm because how else is he supposed to speak to faraday if he hasn't haven't already tried to attempt those things Anyway, continuing on with the episode <laughs> as we spiral here. Okay, so after that whole thing, you, we go into the episode uh, with Justin. So they finish. So Faraday and Newton finish talking. Mm-hmm. Faraday is slightly alien again because I, I think with one the tornado to this dream state where he's talking with Newton, he gets drained, so he doesn't have as much hydration, which kind of help controls true his uh look and so once the tornado is gone justin gets a very nice look at what faraday actually well not actually looks like but 
a part of what he looks like because you see his eyes you see his skin is more uh scaly than usual yeah it looks like his skin's kind of it looks like it, the human skin's kind of ripped up from the sand right and that his yeah. regular eyes are shining through mm-hmm. and then he's just like origin, origin. it was very scary i see why that woman's like oh my god i'm getting the fuck out of here she's trying shout she's- out to chewing elkas <laughs> y'all he plays it so great but she does a great job i think anybody in that moment would be freaked out oh yeah she that was yes she is yes shook. I, I was surprised she didn't try to run him over good point I, yeah she backed up and went around him no that would have been like run you over <laughs> Ludacris said move and you're not moving she speeds off she's going on a you know with her life because she can't just take a moment and try to figure out if she's crazy or not which obviously throughout the day we see you know her drop her father off uh for therapy her going back to work and trying to figure out what the fuck she just saw and trying to figure out if she's crazy or not she can literally barely hold it together yeah and this is all on top of like before like one so she just went through the last what 10 hours mm-hmm. of ridiculous hell that ended with a nightmare yeah before that was sexually harassed by one of her bosses oh uh, yeah and then before that we realize she's dealing with you know mounting debt bills out of her ass she's gonna be losing her house she has so many different things to worry about like no wonder she's literally on the very edge of coming apart like honestly this could have been the straw that broke her camel's back and she could have been like off the wall but she's a strong black woman she held it together well i like the fact that she's sitting there and telling her friend like, she can't really tell her friend what the fuck she happened. Can, yeah, right. She it's tells her without weird. telling her. Right. Yeah. She talks without saying, she's like, fuck you, tell me. And I'm like, I can't just die. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's definitely, yeah. And then like, God bless her friend. Her friend is a good friend, but she's so, just like, be where you are. And it's like platitudes like that in this moment. What if where I am is shitty? Right? Like. <laughs> What if where I'm at right now really fucking sucks? I don't want to be here. Fuck you. Would be where you are. Like, I love you, but no. <laughs> that that is very true. So it's funny because I watched this episode and I'm like, I know her. Mm. I know her. So we watched. Well, I kind of had a meant to start watching it, but hmm. it wasn't. It, mm, mm, they tried so hard, but it just wasn't great. Um, a discovery of witches. Oh yeah, <laughs> she plays the demon in Discovery of Witches. Her friend. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Because I was looking at her, I was like, I know that face. But in the other show, she has curly, uh, like a bob, curly hair. Mm. So I was like, Oh <laughs> yes, I liked you. You're good. We could, we could keep you in this show. I do think that it's a very well written. And uh, it's a very well-acted display of exactly how the average American is living, like, a life of quiet desperation. Oh, yeah. Because 
I mean, true, not everybody comes across an alien every day, but we do have these like moments and days where it's like, holy fuck, what just happened? A a car accident. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're already on the edge of everything kind of being collapsing. Yeah, you're holding on with one hand. Yeah. And then you just get you you, and then somebody tried to say hand you something else yeah you you basically just get fired because you had sexually harassed and you need your guy in the in the fucking groin Mm -hmm. because he's obviously asking you for something inappropriate in order to make a little bit more money so you can't go back to that place yeah so you've lost money you still have bills and then all of a sudden this other bullshit ass thing just happened and it's to the point where it's like almost detrimental and traumatizing to your psyche that happens all Mm -hmm. the time (laughs) and the one thing i um like they're playing with a lot of stuff as far as like morality and your standards and what you're willing to accept Mm. because you think about it like like you said you know her boss sexually harassing her and in the moment you're like nah fuck that but then as she's leaving in the first episode she realized i really fucked myself over yeah she's screaming with anger because she's angry at him because he just had to fuck that all that up right like yeah everything yeah and we don't talk about those things and we should I'm just saying. You know, as this episode goes on, we go, she gets called again because obviously Faraday is the only person mm-hmm. who, who's calling her because that's the only person he knows. So Faraday, after Justin leaves, right? Faraday goes to the diner that they were just at. Yeah. To get some help. Obviously, he's being Faraday because he goes and steals homie's water and is drinking it like... Mm-hmm. He has no sense because he doesn't. He's an alien. And the waitress tries to help him out or whatever, which the the scene with the waitress outside of the diner. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because he obviously he's still trying to figure things out. He doesn't know anything about communicating with a human and social cues and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So like he's smelling scents off of this woman, basically tells her she's pregnant. And then are you worried that there aren't going to be enough resources for your baby? And I just died. I know it was really funny, but she does get to the point where she's, Oh, he steps forward with everything that he's like, he, cause he doesn't understand. No, he really the doesn't. The cue of, I need my space, bro. My notes. I'm like, this poor girl's having like the worst day at work right now. Mm-hmm. Or Faraday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just, he, he's like a child and he can't help, but, tell you what he's noticing right yeah yeah (laughs) it's just like an unfortunate thing and then her idea to go to the airport it's like oh no 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 no, no. but okay (laughs) yeah so eventually he makes his way to the airport i love that he's in the taxi cab and then all of a sudden he just starts speaking Mm -hmm. to uh the guy and the guy's like oh you speak arab Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Da-da-da-da. And they have this whole conversation, which I, I thought was kind of sweet. And the guy's letting him know, like, oh, you need an ID for the airport, whatever. And he steals the man ID. Yeah. And tries to take it into the airport and say, I need to go to Seattle. Yeah. 
He takes his taxi ID. <laughs> but the entire time, he's slowly reacting to all of the radiation that's coming out of the scanning machines at the airport. Right. And it just makes him go haywire. Which... <clears throat> So, like, I understand the importance of that scene, mm-hmm. but I also feel like that scene should have been avoided if Newton is sending back information. Why wouldn't he send that information back? It's like, I don't get like, why they do this. These, like, powerful, wise leaders who don't give... They give us the journey, but they don't tell us, like, crucial information. Like, right. Dumbledore, like, what the fuck, yeah. bro? Like, you can just tell me some basic information like, yeah yeah they yeah. always do this i don't know why like this is not we're not trying to develop a character by losing the character like <laughs> come on and it's very unrealistic if this guy walked in <laughs> yeah and that happened he would be held Mm-hmm. no matter and he had no real and then they would be contacting the guy who he stole the uh, id, ID from, from and yep. he would be telling them oh well he's a pakistani who had no oh uh, that would cost a whole another and he was saying that he was going to seattle for a one-way trip and i don't know that seemed pretty uh crazy to me and then it, it would be terror and he would be done like yeah, this whole exactly. story would be finished oh my god yeah. he is now in guantanamo bay mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we could have done without that scene, guys, but, you know, it still worked. They're clearly, I don't know how else, unless he goes to a hospital for something. Well, that but then they would discover that he's not a human. Uh, I mean, I feel like there are other ways. Because, I mean, you have people who go through metal detectors and who had like like the courthouse but why would he need to go to the courthouse i'm just thinking of like easy obvious tropes for television that would use a scanner of some kind you know what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm thinking i'm trying to think of like where else they would have stuff like that because i feel like that was like i get it he needs to go to origin Uh, yeah i mean it does make sense Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, moving on. <laughs> it's just he keeps, they keep running into cops. And, like, this is the third time he's interacted with police officers. <laughs> okay, we're going to say this. First of all, it's it's like, it's a weird thing because it's like you don't want it to be a thing. Right. Where you have this black person constantly, in, you know, interacting with cops. But... To ignore it is kind of weird. Like, you're telling me this man is acting weird. Obviously weird. To the point where they say that we think he's on a new drug that we just don't know about. Exactly. They would not be releasing you to your next of kin. No. When you've stolen someone else's ID and are trying to go across the country. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Reading. No, you're mm. just, he has no identification whatsoever. But you're this random person that he doesn't know the phone number to. Right. He just says her name. And, and she they shows always up. find her. <laughs> I mean, the police station makes sense because obviously the, they have like, you know, they could search her name. They find her information. Cool. The, that makes yeah. sense. At the airport, though? Well, I mean, he is with the police when when she picks him up. Okay. All right. Sure. 
I'm, I'm going to blame it on a shift change. <laughs> let's, let's blame it on a shift change. Because I've seen some shit go down where they're just like, you know what? Because he's like, nobody wants to do the paperwork. It's a holiday weekend. Oh, he says that. See, that yeah. slipped by me. So there you go. There you go. Shift change. Yeah. He does say that. <laughs> I caught that. And I was like, homie, you right. Because this, this is going to be some heavy heavy paperwork please ma'am just take him <laughs> just take him we'll give the idea back we don't even know what the drug is that he's on yeah. oh my god so she gets there she basically takes him unwillingly um and they walk out and he's like i need to go to seattle origin 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 and uh this is where we have the conversation where she's like right i need to know what i saw was real was it fake was it this was it that and the probably one of the best not necessarily scenes but lines that they played back to back was where she's like i'm talking to someone from another planet and he is like i am too yeah and i was like it was it was actually a really great scene Mm -hmm. in general throughout the whole thing because it's every line that faraday says and every reaction that justin has to his his sentences just cracks me up all the time like i want french fries and i i had a amino pack on before landing and she's just like (laughs) she just whips around to look at him like you're not supposed to be saying saying shit like that (laughs) yeah because at this point like they she agreed i would take you to the train station but i have to go pick up my dad and daughter and we need to do yeah all the things you got to be normal for a little while right (laughs) and i love i love that truck scene of them waiting in line at the fast food oh yeah they're already a family yeah and i was just like yeah there's black people right there (laughs) (laughs) when you start an argument next thing you know everybody's singing in the car that is how we function yes but i the whole scene where she picks him up and they're talking that Mm -hmm. whole going back to what you were saying about um you know i'm talking to somebody from a different planet so am i that whole scene actually really lays out the main themes Mm -hmm. for the rest of the series i believe okay because they're clearly making statements about immigration yes clearly i feel like that's all we kind of been talking about with the last two episodes Mm -hmm. having someone from somewhere else coming having them be completely different from what the normal is standing out Mm -hmm. and different things like that the line i am an immigrant that's like the main theme where it's it's using a very interesting way in getting the masses to look at immigration from a very different angle. Instead of looking at it from invisible lines that divide countries, it's, you know, our world and a completely different world. Right. You know, the way he's describing it, it's absolutely what it's like. Yeah, I think that that's a major, a major um, theme that's going to be running throughout yeah. this is that like just a fish out of water, a stranger yeah. in a strange exactly land, that whole what it is. thing. It's, yeah. it's a perfect, uh, 
a perfect mirror to the society that we live in because Mm -hmm. just think about americans and people coming to america from another country for us this is normal for them this is like out of this world i'm in a different place i know nothing how am i supposed to function i just want to survive right and do what i need to do whatever and as an American, we're looking at them like they're weird because they're not accustomed to what we do. Of course. But I mean, in that same breath, like there are plenty of American expats who go into other countries who exactly. live and have yeah. to deal with the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, no matter what, it takes infinite amounts of courage right, to go that far away from home mm-hmm. into a place where you don't know the language, you don't know the culture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it just shows how much more compassion we need to have for each other. A hundred, especially people who are not um, a part of our culture, our community, our mm-hmm. society, and vice versa. Right. So then, when they're saying, you know, I'm speaking to someone from another planet, so am I. It's a great commentary on what we need more of in our everyday conversation in this country. So, yes, you're going through something major. You are having an experience. But on the other side of that, also, someone else is experiencing the exact same thing at the same time, but in their own unique way. By having that statement, I'm speaking somebody to another world so am I. That is like a beautiful communicative way of bridging gaps that mm-hmm. we are losing today in, in our, yeah. everybody's so quick to argue instead yeah. and to take a side and oh to, God, to, yeah. to, and don't get me wrong, being a victim of something is understandably, you know, you're a survivor and I get that, but it's like, Sometimes we cling too tightly to a victim mentality and that's all that we identify ourselves with. And sometimes that could be detrimental to our mental health instead of empowering to it. Mm -hmm. So by opening ourselves up, by not closing off and becoming bubbled into our own own bullshit, basically, like not sitting there smelling our own fart the entire time, like Mm -hmm. open yourself up to the other side of the argument, you should always look at the other person's perspective put yourself in someone else's mm-hmm. shoes like that's what i think is a huge well when you even look at the deal. show it's like we're yes we are seeing all the things that are happening in justin's life and why she's reacting the way she's reacting but unfortunately we don't get to see faraday's family and what's going on with him so he's having just as many challenges as she is but we just don't get to see it because it's another fucking planet out right. out there. So they're in the same boat, but it's just, well, no, they're in the same ocean, but in two different boats. Exactly. That's a good way. Yeah. That's a good way to describe that. Mm-hmm. And then the other theme that I realized that was yeah, emerging from this is that as they're talking about what they should be doing and he's talking to her says like we will build it together my mission is your mission oh it was a very uh, it was a great message it's one of those things that i think gets over seen like or goes over so many people heads especially in politics and stuff like that all of us okay not all of us i will say not all of us but majority of us 
have the same goal in mind of wanting to be able to provide for our families, Mm -hmm. to be happy, to be satisfied, whatever. We may have different routes of how to achieve that and get that, but at the end of the day, it's the exact same thing. So how come we can't help each other? Agreed. Especially the fact that it's a man and a woman Mm -hmm. having this conversation between the two of them. Right. And he's saying, you know, we will build it together. And it's like, it's, it's a little bit funny because he's from Anthea. She's from earth. Like men are from Mars. Women are from Venus kind Mm -hmm. of a funny trope kind of thing. So it's a, it's a really great message about real gender equality. Mm -hmm. Right. So real feminism is wanting equality, not, not one to be better or raised higher than the other. Like men are not better than women. Women are not better than men. We need each other to make this shit function. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My mission is your mission. Mm-hmm. No matter your race, creed, sexual orientation, gender, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All of us have the same mission, and that's to make we sure ha- that the, the generations after us right. can live and function and, yeah. and just in general pursue a life of meaning. Yeah, because they both each have a piece of the puzzle, and neither one of them will succeed without each other's piece. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's the, and it's the sort of way that like human beings fit together. Yeah, it's it's the perfect way. So you you know the work, the appreciation, everything should be mutual in order to ascend and reach the next level of human evolution. Because even he says in the beginning of the first episode, he goes, "A lot of people are calling this thing my work a revolution, but this will have you drop the R. So this is going to be an evolution in mm-hmm. the in the state of the human beings. Mm-hmm. So like in order to get to that next ascended level of human evolution you have to drop this bullshit of like my gender is better your gender is not as good all of this bullshit you know that's why even though we see him on stage at the product reveal he tells the story from her perspective to start with yeah equality yeah at its best and you're also like i feel like one thing that I think about when I think about equality that I don't really hear people talking about is not necessarily in the sense of like, we are 100% equal. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm good at some things, you're good at some things. We don't have to be good at the same things in order for this to work, because then we're still going to be lacking. Like, there's certain things that you're going to be able to do that I won't be able to do, and that's fine. That doesn't mean that you're better than me, and that doesn't mean that I'm less than you. Correct. We're equal because we level each other out. Exactly. That's that's what makes a team. That's what makes, you know. That's why they say it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, you think about every company, and, like, even with the government, there's always a team, a council, or something. There's a reason for that. And for people to forget about that, it just blows my mind. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you need other people to think differently so you can be successful. So that I just thought it was a beautifully acted scene. And it literally like episode one basically introduced us to mm-hmm. everybody who yeah. we needed. 
the second episode introduced us to some more minor characters like Spencer Clay and Josiah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a minor character for too much longer. Well, you not not what not a minor character, but, but just like uh, like we got the three main people in the first episode. I think and he's going to be one of those people who are going to try to come in and challenge, you know, right our people, and then we and got take some shit to like. The, the the second stringers, basically. The second string. <laughs> we got the second string in this episode. And then we got a lot more of the mystery as well as the main themes right. of, this, of, the ep- uh, of the season. So, well, mm-hmm. not the season, the series, because it's a limited series. It's only going to be one season of it. Oh, that's going to... Mm. Okay, so here's my thought about these limited series, especially with Marvel. Okay. Because we just finished Moon Knight episode six i know i need to get on that six episodes ain't enough (laughs) like y'all did a lot in six episodes well this is gonna be 10 episodes but i want more (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see how this one goes with 10 episodes if 10 is the magic number then i'm gonna start a petition it's like marvel 10 episodes please i know any other thoughts on the episode yeah i wanted to go over josiah because he was like a huge highlight of this episode and i yeah. had a lot of notes on josiah oh my god i'm first of all i love him he's hilarious he is hilarious he gets from yo he oh gets rolled god. into physical therapy and immediately i was like i love josiah <laughs> josiah is literally like your granddad who just talks shit to everybody you yeah. don't care he's like i'm old i ain't got time for this you got a dose of the death <laughs> Yo, and you want to come that? at an old man for his plastic straw? <laughs> Not what he said. He said, um, "What was his green tea or his green tonic?" Oh, yeah, celery juice. <laughs> celery juice and his plastic straw. <laughs> he he. Uh, this was his episode. He really took the cake with this episode. It really was. Like from the truck, them being in the truck. Mm-hmm. Him trying to change the radio station so he could listen to some music. Faraday's like, no, don't change the station. <laughs> and so they kind of go back and forth for a second. And Justin's like, stop it. She's like the mom. She turns it on. And next thing you know, Josiah starts singing. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, Here we go. <laughs> next thing you know, everybody's singing in the car. Old grandpa from the Bahamas. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. But the one thing that I did love, which I think really solidified why I love Josiah's character, is when they are in and they're having dinner and Faraday's honestly being Faraday, Mm -hmm. being like, why don't you just die, Josiah? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say that, but he did say that. But he didn't say that. He didn't say it. He didn't say it the way I just said it, but he said it. The way he said it at the at the it was just as shady. No, but that it was, was just it was as great. Like, it was like who mandated this? You oh my store God. all your old people, and you this like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and it just I like how this boy yeah, thinks. thinks. Yeah, <laughs> it killed me because I mean he he's not wrong. It's like why he's, wouldn't you not give them a dignified death and spare them the waste of all the resources and shit yeah. like that? And I know a lot of people who would agree, including myself, but at the same time like ethically speaking, 
how do you monitor is, that? But this is where the difference in societies become yeah. because maybe on their planet that is ethical. That right. at a certain point in time to conserve the resources for the masses. There's actually a few different books that do that sort of thing with right. old people, but at the same time, it's like, can you imagine? Like, mm, uh, mm. my grandmother gets to, oh, okay, it's 76 years old. Time to go to the island. Like, yeah, yeah, right? Oh, my God. But, uh, um, like, okay, I love you, bye, grandma. Like, <laughs> no. I'm like, uh, I feel, I feel two ways about it because, on one hand, I've, no, that's just like if if I've lived this long, let me live for real. You know what I mean. But as far as some people not having that closure, mm. I think it does present an opportunity that a lot of people have not been able to have with like distance, especially with COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Well, I just think if some people are, like, dying with very, very severe degenerative diseases or, like, cancers or something like that where it's going to be painful, it's going to be yeah. long, it's going to be harrowing mm -hmm. to fight it, it's going to take all of your money, right. all of your strength, everything, and it's like, do I want to go out like that or do I want to... Take a peaceful sleep into the abyss. <sighs> And we apologize if this is triggering for anybody at all. We apologize completely. And I hope that maybe we should put a trigger warning before this. But, I mean, it is in the episode. It's yeah. mentioned. And they're talking about how we treat the elderly in the country, which is a serious thing that we should look at. Yeah. Not that we should just pack them up and... <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. No, we're not. No, <laughs> that's not. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, but... Even, like, at the dinner, he's talking to Josiah and just basically saying, like, you're holding Justin back. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, if she wasn't taking care of you, what would she be doing, basically? And, you know, every well, her daughter gets upset and has to leave because her yeah. stomach is doing, I don't know what it's doing. Back she's lips. clearly having anxiety because yeah. she says, my stomach hurts. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And her dad is getting upset because, obviously, like... He is being told what he already knows. Yeah. So well, it's like, after he's already like gone on a whole rant and tirade about something that's clearly happened mm -hmm. after he did like a prayer about mistakes and flaws and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And he's continuously talking about mistakes and flaws and something that happened in their past and something... Well, I also felt like when he did that prayer, it also has something to do with her and the fact that she is taking care of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of it. So, and then finally, you know, they kick Faraday out. Yeah. Basically. And as Justin is trying to get him out to the truck, her dad stops her and is like, he's telling the truth. Yeah. Like, he's speaking facts. Straight facts. Yeah, the words hurt, but they touch on Josiah, and it's like a lot of a lot of elderly people have those same thoughts and feelings that right. Josiah is expressing in mm. the episode. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and then like the friend, like she's just like, "All right, fine, I'm done with this. Uh, I'm gonna go and take you now. You can get the hell out of my house. I'm not dealing with this bullshit no more." And she just takes her daughter over to the friend, and I was like, "That is a very good friend." 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, she was annoying earlier with her, like, but, but she doesn't say shit. Yeah. She just takes the kid. She could tell. She could look at you. You're stressed. Yeah. You got something you need to do. Yeah. She's a good friend. Yeah. I'm not going to say shit. I'm just going to watch your kid for you. I got you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she's definitely going to say something to her later. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. She just knows in this moment is not the right time. You are in need. But you going to tell me later because <laughs> this, this ain't. Mm-mm. And then. As Justin is doing that, Faraday walks back in. Yeah. And. Oh, my God. Things happen. I don't want to give it away, but it'll it will leave you with a few questions for the next episode. Um, We kind of speak on some of those things a little bit earlier as far as Josiah and his condition. So when you watch this episode, let us know what you think. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen to Faraday? I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, but I wonder how they fix that situation. With water. (laughs) That's exactly what I think. I was just like, just give bro some water. Hmm. Because technically, after the airport, he needs some water. Yeah, because he just like vomited every bit of water that he's been drinking up. Also, if you didn't know he has four stomachs yeah we also found that out in this episode which <laughs> makes see. sense of why the water hose in episode was one was so far down down his <laughs> and why he seems to never quench his thirst oh my god i swear every line that faraday said i was just chuckling to myself i have four stomachs like it's, it's it's, the way he does it like he's so like i don't i could never keep a straight face I, like that I'm just well, very interested because obviously in the first episode we see where he gets to so to see him from the beginning and watch how he gets to that yeah i'm just excited for that because i'm like okay he's already better you can tell he, yeah at the same time like yes he's better but he's also worse right because it's like now he kind of understands more of the language and stuff like that. So it's like he hasn't figured out the social part of it yet. Yeah. So he's just like word vomiting over every person he knows. Yeah. Especially when he's in there passing the ball around to the old people. Oh, my God. <laughs> During the improv scene. <laughs> that I loved the improv scene. And we all have agreed to believe in this cat, Tom. it was great everything like it was so subtle but every line that came out of his mouth in the episode had me chuckling it was golden (laughs) especially when they're like i want french fries and he's just like i had an amino pack upon (laughs) impact (laughs) she just whips around so fast to look at him like shut the fuck up I couldn't. What that, and then also the fact that he just keeps staring <laughs> at, at her daughter, and her daughter just keeps staring at him. You like, are a formidable pupa. Yeah, <laughs> I I truly enjoy their interaction. It was a lot of fun, especially when she's like, "Do you want your fries?" <laughs> you are a formidable pupa. All right, I'm taking your fries. Okay, <laughs> she just... so good, so good. 
she is a little like the only thing is she is a very good actress the little girl Mm -hmm. she's just too smiley like she's always like look at me i'm smiling i'm smiling and it wasn't until like she had to act like she was upset that she wasn't smiling like Mm -hmm. even sitting in the back seat looking at him talking with him like she should be like looking at this weird dude well, who smell who pr- he definitely smells you know he smells right now possibly but i feel like one you look at who she's being raised by you have josiah and justin yeah so obviously this girl is extremely smart yeah i feel like her curiosity is probably through the roof so for her, this is like going to Who's Six Flags. <laughs> like, you are weird. I want to know more. <laughs> Tell me more. And like, how often do they have people over? So it's like, we have oh, yeah. a friend what, what over. he said, like, we haven't had guests in like <laughs> eight years yeah. or some shit. <laughs> so they're excited because there's <laughs> someone here. So it kind of makes sense of like, yeah. Faraday is talking to Josiah. And he's saying, oh, so no, she used your paper to, like, completely quantifiably go beyond it. And you and and she's way smarter than you are, basically. Right. And he's like, he's like, how smart? Yeah. What's the percentage? He goes, 26. And then then she's brilliant. And and he's like that proud dad. He's like, I know she's brilliant. She's fucking great. I knew she's great. You ain't got to tell me. Uh Yeah. (laughs) But they wheel over for a second. She's like, dad, you are not allowed to like him. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like done and done. Right. All right, guys. That is all we have for today. As always, thank you for listening and subscribing to our weekly deep dives into the geeky culture we all love so much. Talking with you guys is the best part of our week, so stop by our Instagram and say hi. And with that, we bid you wake up, take up all the space, and we'll see you next week. To read the detailed outlines of each podcast, go to girlsgobooksdeep.com. They can also be found on Medium and Blogger under Girls Go Books Deep. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Girls Go Books Deep for mini breakdowns, behind the scenes looks, and coming very soon, giveaways. However you're listening to this, we would greatly appreciate it if you would follow, subscribe, like, or share it with your friends. We're pretty good at returning the digital love. So until next time, weirdos, wake up and take up all the space.